Hello, everybody, and welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Josh Javal, and I'll ask you this. How's it going? How's it going? And I'm here with Chad Davis and Devin Davis. Today we've got a pretty good episode for you, so be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TheFTSPod. Email us at TheFTSPod at gmail.com, or visit our website at FromTheSidelinesPodcast.GoDaddySites.com. But wait, you said there's only three of us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought there was, there's four. Oh, well, there usually is, but uh, somebody's missing. Who would that be? I would be Noah! Guess what? New Call of Duty came out today. We we like to play that instead of playing, getting on the podcast and recording, so. Yeah, we would rather do that and not ever respond. Not to mention he's the one that suggested to do it today, but, you know. Shout out, Noah. Shout out. All right, well, jumping into the content we got for you guys today, we're going to be giving you some some of our takes on the upcoming NBA season. Uh, we're going to be running through the over-unders, starting with the Eastern Conference teams. Uh, so we're going to look at the line they got set, uh, talk about the teams a little bit, give our takes, and of course I'll be keeping track of all of these picks, and then uh, come the end of the season we can see uh, who finished second. Behind me? No, 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 no. I, th- I think you misunderstood. I- I'm going to win, so like we'll just... Oh, okay. You tell you keep telling yourself that. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll uh, we'll get uh, Noah's picks for the 2020-2021 season. Oh yeah, 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 that's true. Well, I mean, at least we know who's finishing last. Yeah, oh, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, so I guess we'll uh, kick it off with the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Uh, their over under is currently set at 33 and a half. Uh, they were impressive the last month or so down the stretch last season. Uh, closed out strong while a lot of teams were tanking. The Hawks were doing everything they could to uh, decrease their lottery odds. Uh, so what do you guys think? Trey Young heading into a second year, John Collins, and they added two uh, lottery picks. This one I'm kind of I'm kind of like on the fence about. I feel like they're definitely a 31 team. But I feel like they're just right in that general area. I feel like Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter are both solid additions. And Bruno Fernando, he might have been a steal. Um, John Collins, he could have a he had a great year last year and he could be even better this year. Same thing with Trey Young. Um, I'm gonna take the slide over. Maybe literally 34 wins, 35 wins. But I'll take I'll take a slide over just because of the talent they have coming in and the you know, rookies from last year that showed out. I like the over two. I feel like Trey Young's going to take a sophomore jump from his first year to his second year. I like the the two first-rounders they added in, Reddish and Hunter. And the East is just weak. Like, there's no reason this this team shouldn't win 34 games. They They try to win. It's clear last year when, <laughs> like Devin said, so, yeah, I like the over for me and the Hawks. Yeah, I think I'm gonna join you there. I think I think they could be like uh, kind of like the Cardinals for the for like the Cardinals are this year. A little feisty. They like to put up points, uh, be a flashy offense, but not sure that they can stay in front of uh, a street sign. So might be some concerns on the concerns on the <laughs> defensive side of the court. But I will take a slight over here as well. I forgot to mention that I do like uh, Kevin Herter also. Oh boy. yeah, yeah. Always gonna, uh, always gonna shout out the man. I think, I think he could pop off this year. Really have a solid year. Maybe a little breakout season. We'll see. All right, moving on to the next team up in the East, we got the Boston Celtics. Uh, their over/under is set at forty-eight and a half. Uh, they had a pretty disappointing year last year. Failed to meet expectations. And they had some had some big moves in the offseason. Uh, lost Kyrie, but then they signed Kemba Walker. Uh, Al Horford also not on the team anymore. And their replacement was Enos Cantor. So what do you guys think for the Boston Celtics? Mm, I think this one's a really tough call, too. But uh, taco, taco. I like, I like taco. Uh, big taco <laughs> fan. Um it took Josh uh, three words before he started talking about Taco. <laughs> <laughs> I like Taco. He's a, he's a really good player, I think. Well, he's a really tall player, which makes him good. Um, I, li- I like that logic. 
I I feel like Kyrie when he was on the Celtics, it kind of just became toxic eventually. The chemistry was kind of out of place, and they were just not playing well together. I think Kimba will be a better team player, better facilitator, kind of get the team going. But do I think that they can get, uh, what is it, 48.5? Yes. I'm going to take the slide under. I don't I don't like it. Like I like – I like Jason Tatum. Uh, I think he took a little bit of a dip last year compared to his rookie season, but he was still really, really solid. So he would have to step up. I think Jalen Brown would have to step up because he hasn't really lived up to that hype that he's had. And if Kimba can facilitate and really get them going, then, you know, add, they got Carson Edwards and Taco Fall. They could be solid off the bench. Um I, I don't know. I'm going to take the slide under, maybe 45 wins. Don't forget Grant Williams can take some flops every once in a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's a bonus. I don't know what to make of this team. I'm leaning towards an over. And this isn't me just trying to make a hot take, but I feel like Kemba is an upgrade from Kyrie, like in all seriousness. It's not going to be a problem, and I feel like he's just as talented. So. Tatum should have a bounce back year along with Brown. Gordon's an extra year removed from that injury. They lost Horford, but he's getting up there in age. And I still like Enos Cantor, so I kind of like like them to get 50 wins. I'm going to take the over. I think I'm going to go with the under instead. I uh, don't know that I necessarily like this team this much this year. Um, there's been some concerns with Tatum's development. He definitely took a step back in his second season. And I'm not a big Jalen Brown believer. So I just think there's too many holes to fill, even with the even with the man Brad running the ship. Uh I'm I'm just not a big fan of any anybody in particular. Like Marcus Smart and even like Kemba is like fine, but like what's Kemba getting you? Like an eight seed? By himself, like, I don't know. I'm just not a big fan. Uh, we're going to our next team, the Brooklyn Nets, who are set at 44 and a half wins. Um, I don't know. This one's kind of close, too. I feel like with KD, definitely. Um, but without, <laughs> I mean, without a doubt, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they're, they're definitely a 50, Really going out on a limb there, my guy. Yeah, they're a 50-55 win team with that. I'm just going to um, say if they have KD, the line's going to be at, like, 52. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, I don't know. They've got some good talent. They got, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kyrie, Karius LeVert. I like Jared Allen. I definitely think that I would play Jared Allen over DeAndre Jordan, let him develop. That's one of my opinions. I like Joe Harris. Came off a three-point contest dub. Uh, mm, mm. Okay, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take, I'm going to take a slide under. I'm uh, not a believer in the Nets yet. I think once they get KD, for sure, like 51 team, because, you know, he's just incredible, um, regardless of how much I dislike him. But I just don't think they're quite there. I think they've got the talent to maybe be a lower seed in the playoffs, but I don't, I don't think they'll make it past 44 and a half. I think they'll be right around 40, 42. Well, I couldn't have said it any better myself the way you described it. Because that's exactly how I feel. I don't, I don't know what to make with Kyrie. I'm not a big Kyrie guy, as, as I've said on multiple pods before. Yeah. They won 42 last year. They might be a little better, but I think they got this line spot on. I, I don't know. I'm probably actually I'm probably gonna take the under. I just Kyrie's gonna cause issues. So yeah. yeah, give me give me an under on that as well. I'm gonna join you guys on a slight under. Uh, I actually think uh, Kyrie might be you know he, he might do what he did in Boston, be good for the first three to four months before he completely uh, causes a shipwreck. I think Joe Harris is really overrated. He was like starting in the World Championships, like. Eh. (laughs) (laughs) 
I do like uh, my boy Spencer Didwitty. Uh He got a nice contract extension. And then even Jared Allen, I'm not sure why they're wasting – well, I, I mean, I know why they're wasting money on DeAndre Jordan, but they're wasting money on DeAndre Jordan. So, I mean, their bench might be, like, pretty good, though. Like, Karis LeVert, and, like, they're probably bringing Dibwitty off the bench. And even uh, Kirks Kurukas? Kirks. I don't know. He... Who are you talking about? Rodion's Kurukas? <laughs> Yeah, he's is he. He was like a rookie he last was, year. Yeah, he was a rookie last year. He got drafted in 2018. He was pretty solid. So yeah, he can make a make a little leap, come and like play some power forwards. Wilson Chandler, like they got some pieces on the bench, but I'm still gonna I'm still gonna go slide under probably 43, maybe 44. I just don't see 45. They're a playoff team in the weak East. It's just. You don't have to have high wins to make the playoffs in the East, so. Right, right. All right, so moving on to, I think, uh, the worst team in the league. You think? Uh, Easily Charlotte, worst team. Charlotte Hornets. Uh, their total win total is currently tied for the lowest at 23 and a half. Uh, do, do we, like, what else do we need to talk about? Do you just want to laugh at Michael Jordan or... Like, well, you know, they've got they've got a lot of real potential all-stars here, you know, some goats, Bismack Biombo, as we've seen throughout his career, he has the potential of a superstar. Uh Cody Zeller, I mean, even though he looks like he's 50 years old, he's not. He's in the NBA, he's not even 30 yet, so you know, he could really pop off, become an all-star. Um Marvin Williams, oh my god. Although you know, the old man himself, he's obviously incredible. You know, I think this is a this team, like Nick Batum, oh my God, they're stacked. So I definitely think they're a ten-win team. Josh, you want to you want you want to do me a favor, my guy? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a number, mm-hmm. and you're gonna tell me if you think if you think they're spending over or under this amount of money. All right, yep. all right. So how much do you think they're paying Nicholas Batum? Twenty-six million. Over under. Um, over. Ah, oh, it's an under. I got him. 25 and a half i know they're all i know i know they are all overpaid i don't know the exact numbers but i know they're putting a ton of money into this like 10 12 win team oh yeah what about they should not be doing what about bismack biombo 17 million uh don't 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 hate on my guy bismack he should be making 40 mil yeah i don't know that anybody's made more money off of like two playoff games (laughs) (laughs) he had raptors their their current payroll is 123 million. Like that's basically into the luxury tax, mm-hmm. almost. And and they have no luxury players. <laughs> yeah, they into did. what? They, into what? Marvin Williams? No, they had Cody a big, Zeller. They had a big free agency this past summer. They signed Terry oh. Rozier. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the Messiah. He's definitely going to change everything for Charlotte. All jokes aside, though, preseason wise, I do like PJ. He did pretty solid in the preseason. So for my Kentucky boys, you know, they can get some playing time. Malik Monk, maybe get a starting role, develop their game a little bit. That's what I like as a Kentucky fan. But um, if I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan, uh, yeah, I'm skipping this season. I love my Kentucky guys. But I feel like if Malik Monk hasn't done any better than what he's done so far, he's probably not going to make it. Well, at least he's on the worst team in the league, so he still has a nice. Oh, he, he spot. might he, he might actually look better because you know everyone else is going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Get some PT. Miles Bridges has some upside though. You know they have some young guys that they could, if they could just develop. You know maybe years from now they'll be mediocre. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like PJ, Malik, Miles, Dwayne Bacon, you know, develop those guys. Maybe, maybe Thomas Welsh will be. Maybe you can actually crack twenty-three wins, but we'll see. No, under, easy, yeah, easy under, easy under. Yup. Uh, let's move on to a very intriguing team. A team of um, we got some sleeper buzz building this preseason. Chicago Bulls. Uh, their current win total is thirty-two and a half. Well, we I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking over. I'm taking over. I really. I. I think this is a solid over. You got Zach Levine. 
You got the marksman, Lori. Um, Wendell Carter, he's going to be playing. Uh, just got uh, Kobe White. You know, I feel like they've got a lot of young talent that they could really work with. And I feel like, you know, what, 32 and a half wins? I feel like that's definitely doable for them. Especially, you know, uh, Lowry Markinen coming back for what? This will be his third year? I think so, yes. Third year, yeah. So I think, you know, he'll he'll have a breakout season. I think Zach Levine, he's really solid, you know. I think I'm, I'm going to take the over. Just a slide over, not not trying to exaggerate this, just a slide over. Definitely still in the 30s, but I think they can get over 32.5. I am not going to go with the over. I'm going under because I don't trust this young talent yet. I'm going to wait a year or two, let him develop some more. Because when, like, Laurie Markinen is your best player, you got Zach Levine and Chris Dunn as your guards, I just... I just yeah, makes me cringe a little bit. The potential's there, though, just not this year. No, this is most definitely an over. They got a nice, they got a nice starting five with yes, Kobe sir. White. Kobe White's been impressive this preseason. Let me tell yes, you. Sir. Let me tell you. Zach Levine, Otto Porter, Thaddeus Young, a sneaky free agent signing that I do like. Yes, uh, sir. they even got. They even got some depth, and then I, I mean, sorry, I don't mean to forget Markinen. And then they even got some depth with like Window Carter, who's a nice second-year player. Sadoransky, nice backup point guard. Uh, hopefully, Chris Dunn doesn't see the floor. We don't need to see any of him. <laughs> but I mean, in this future at East, I definitely think 33 is definitely obtainable for this much young talent. Hopefully, they get on the right track this year. Yeah, I kind of see the Bulls and the Hawks kind of in like a similar situation. They'll have that young talent that could definitely, definitely be something special, or they could flop. But I think I think the Bulls are, I think they'll do solid. All right, and we now move on to the second team that also has the lowest over/under win total. The Cavaliers also set at twenty-three and a half. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't, I don't think they'll do as bad as the Hornets. I think like I think they were kind of spot on with this one. I think they'll be like right around twenty. Um, because you know they still have Kevin Love. Um, I don't know. I hate their guard situation though. Why would you draft another point guard when you already have Colin Sexton? Like what? I don't really. I mean, unless you want like a six-two shooting guard. Uh, I don't know what they're what they were doing there. They should have gotten like anybody else. I mean. No disrespect to Darius Garland. I think he's a good player. I just don't think it's the right fit for the Cavs. Uh, and, um, you know, outside of Kevin Love, there's, like, not – yeah, <laughs> I'm taking the under. <laughs> God, this team is horrible. But it's not It's not Hornets horrible. I think they're, like, going to get near 20 wins. But I don't think they'll – I don't think they'll get over 23 and a half. As I was introducing them, I was going through their roster, and I could not help but bust out laughing. <laughs> I just, I fully expect this team to go full tank mode. They're trading Kevin Love. Tristan Thompson is terrible. CD uh, Osman is terrible. Larry Nance is terrible. Matthew Dellavedova is terrible. Jordan Clarkson is terrible. It's just, oh, yeah. If you need more clarification, that's an under. Oh, I like—I don't know. I like Jordan Clarkson. He's not—you uh, know—he's not all-star level, but he's—he's he's a consistent player. All right, that's he, enough Jordan Clarkson he, talk. He is a player. You're right. He's <laughs> a player. Yeah, I'm gonna go under. I think they're definitely full tank mode this year, and I don't see—I don't see much happening here. Right. Uh, let's move on to a f- playoff team from last year, the Detroit Pistons. Over under currently set at thirty seven and a half. I mean, they got Blake Griffin, like that's that's a player. Like let's go. Like they got a good, they got a stud. Uh, I don't know if they have anyone else, but I mean, under drum, like under drumming, like you know. All right, rebounds are great. We love rebounds. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I need I need thirty eight wins here. So what are we thinking? What are we think? I'm taking. I'm gonna take the under. Don't like Reggie Jackson. I like Blake Griffin. I really like Andre Drummond, but Andre if Drum if Drummond can like just 
develop his offensive game, maybe develop a little bit of a mid-range, really get that going, then I could see them potentially getting the over. But he's just there for rebounds and defense and layups. You know, he has nothing, not really anything outside of that. Um, So I think Reggie Jackson's overrated. Um, I don't know. Saku Dumbaya, you know, he could... You know, he's a young guy. He could be something. Can we get but, one more? Uh, can we get one more of those for the listeners? Saku Dumboya. Um, <laughs> but no, I definitely don't think they'll crack thirty-eight. I think they'll get like thirty-four. I thought for sure they would address this Reggie Jackson debacle at point guard by now. What's he been their point guard for the past four seasons? Yeah. Like why? And then is Luke Kennard a starter? Is he their, their two-guard? I assume, assume so. That's my understanding as well. Luke Kennard. Hey, he, like he popped 15. off a little bit last year. He popped off a little bit last yeah, year. Yeah, no. <laughs> it looks like he should, be, he should be walking up your doorstep asking your daughter to go on a date to the movies. So <laughs> Welcome that's what he to looks Chad's like. NBA Roast Session. That's the title of this podcast. Thonmaker has been nothing short of appalling, as Noah would say. Shout out to you, boy. Uh, lesser of the two Morris twins, Markeith Morris. Oh, I'm going to go under. I don't like this team either, unless Blake Griffin has some kind of help around him, which I doubt. Yeah, I'm going uh, to go under as well. I mean, this is a tough one. Only because the East is so bad. But, yeah, gosh. That lineup is just disgusting. <laughs> I'll, I'll be really, I will say I'll be really excited to see if Blake Griffin can get even better. He had a career high last year with 24.5 points. And uh, while his rebounding numbers weren't exactly what they had been since he's playing alongside Drummond, uh, I, do like, uh, I do like what he's done offensively. And hopefully he can stay healthy for more than... 70 games. But yeah, we'll, we'll, it will be a slight under for me, but I would not touch that one at all. All right, well, moving past the Detroit Pistons, I think our next team is the Indiana Pacers at 47.5. This is, uh, I don't know, you might consider it a hot take, but this is the one I'm, I'm going to risk a little bit on. I'm going to take the over. I love, <laughs> I love... Miles Turner and DeMontis Sabonis. I love that pairing. I just feel like this year they're going to get better. I feel like they're going to really play together. Once Victor Oladipo comes back, that's going to be solid. You know, they added Malcolm Brogdon. They added Jeremy Lamb. They added TJ Warren. They've got a lot of depth. So, you know, they might not have, like, a true, like, really, like, superstar player. You know, Victor Oladipo is an all-star. He's an all-star caliber player. Montez Sabonis and Miles Turner could be one day, but you know they have they have the depth, and I, I feel like you know last year they did solid. They were what a four seed, you know. Seeing how weak the East is, I feel like they could they could get forty eight wins. So I'm going to slide over. What what game number into the season do you think Oladipo comes back? Game number? Yeah, like the tenth game of the season, twentieth. 80th. Well, he's supposed to come back in December, right? I think so, right? Yeah. That's a (laughs) dumb question. Why would you ask me what number? Uh, I don't know. That's such an odd specific question. I'd have to calculate, like, oh, how many games has it been from this point to December? No, I can't do that off the top of my head. How many is it? It's about 20-something, right? Yeah, roughly 20, probably. It's 21 to get to December. Yeah, 60 more games after that, so. 28, 28 to get to mid-December. I feel like it's doable. They did it. They made, they did really solid without Victor Oladipo last season. Add Malcolm Brogdon, add Jeremy Lamb, add DJ Warren. You got that depth. Victor Oladipo comes back. I feel like they can do it. That's a, that's my hot take, if you consider it a hot take. I feel like it's like, not quite a hot take. I feel like it's a sizzling, little sizzling take, you know? Well, the under is currently at plus odds, so it's it's you're warming up the bacon fryer there. It's yeah, yeah. 
that's like boiling, but it's it's a little little bubbly, yeah, little little sizzling. The sausage patties start to, you know, make some crackles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like hot dogs, boiled hot dogs, where the water is just boiling and you got steam filling the kitchen. You can't even yeah, see because yeah. it's all foggy. Yeah. It's like, you know, the, the, the full bag of popcorn hasn't popped yet, but, you know, those, those first few kernels are out. They're, they're fluffy. So. They're like you're grilling steaks, and then you cover the lid, trying, yeah. to, get the, trying to conserve all the heat inside of it when you're yeah, just yeah, put yeah. them so in. If we, were like, if we were like, if a hot take is, like, well done, we're probably, like, medium, maybe a little bit more than that. Medium, yeah. I like this analogy. You know, let's also, keep going. No, yeah. you could also bake a pizza. You know, you have to preheat the oven, right? You're yeah. probably at like a minute in where it's getting up there. It's probably like 150 degrees at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're we're not we're not quite in like we're not like in like South America right now. We're not right on the equator, but we're kind of like in Mexico. You know, it's warm. It's hot. It's a nice nice sunny day out and. Definitely a chance of getting a sunburn, but not not any heat exhaustion. Yeah, okay. I think we got the point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed Devin didn't contribute to one. Yeah, no, oh, I know. I already I already got the analogy like a while ago. I was just I'm kind of surprised you let that go on. Yeah, I was just trying to think like what kind of like imbecile thinks that the Pacers achieve like 48 wins this year. What kind that's, of imbecile? That's, this imbecile right here. <laughs> that's that's the dilemma I was having. I mean, I'm just like, like, oh, like what? Like what? That makes no sense. Like, Oladipo is their best player, but you're telling me he's not going to play for at least twenty, twenty-five games. What did they do without him last year? That's a great question. Like, I mean, like, does anyone know? Like, I think a yeah. first first round first round exit. Like, got swept. Yeah. yeah, that's what I remember. And then they lost Bogdanovich to, like, I mean... Those Kings? Wait, no, he went to the Jazz. Yeah, he went to the Jazz. Yeah, Jazz, my bad. The oh, other yeah. Bogdanovich. And, I, and what, Wrong like, one. they gave up... They gave up a first-round pick just for a sign-in trade, and Malcolm brought... Like, what do you... Like, what do you do? Malcolm Brockton. Like, the man's ankle is barely intact. Like... Well, they lost DJ... Or they lost Darren Collison. I don't care. He's still playing a third fiddle on a Bucks team and people think he's good even though like the advanced metrics on Malcolm Brogdon are not good at all I, like I hated that move and then, and then when you look at when, well, guess, how, guess how many wins they got last year they got 48 wins last year oh his career PER is only 15.7 I ain't talking about Malcolm Brogdon right now I'm talking about the Pacers in general they got 48 wins last year and I think they can gosh you know, do that again okay that's okay that's without the, with a better team and with Oladipo healthy for like the first half better team yes the Pacers were better last year you think I think they're like they're at least on par still they lost bogey which is a, a big loss I don't think Darren Collison was too big of a loss I think they got Malcolm Brogdon Jeremy Lamb and TJ Warren coming in I think they made up for what they lost <sighs> Jeremy Lamb Okay, not Ooh. so much Jeremy Lamb as Malcolm <laughs> and T.J. Warren, but that's still that's still some depth that they have coming off the bench. I, I mean, like if a, you want to if you want to put some cash on it, I'll put some cash on it. But they're going under forty-seven and a half. I'm points. not. I am not that confident in it. Yeah, that's, gonna, that's <laughs> what I thought. That's what I thought. But man. I am taking the over because I feel like they are more than capable of ta- taking the over. So, in a weak East, in a weak Eastern Conference. What they did last year, they got 48 wins. They can't even they can't even play like their two front court players together. Like Turner and Sabonis just does not work. Like what? Like what? I'd like them. I'd like them both like as individually like individual players. I think they're both okay. really talented. I completely agree with you. I just don't think they are compatible. Really, they really aren't. I don't know. If Miles Turner just couldn't shoot, that'd be perfect. Yeah, I feel like there's too much like between them being able to spread the floor. <laughs> if he couldn't shoot. If he couldn't shoot, yes. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Makes sense in my mind. I'm taking the under. Oladipo's out. First two months of the season. There's a good chance this could this could go very badly, very quick. I'm just I'm just not in on the Pacers like Josh is. Sleeping. And then Sleeping. 
who knows if Oladipo's going to be at 100% when he comes back. He may re-aggravate it. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> How many injuries have you came back from, Josh? How's your Quite ankle? Quite a few. Um, finished up physical therapy. I'm walking. I'm running on it a little bit. I'm not quite back to where I was, but I've I've come back from from this ankle, this ankle before that, the other ankle, my arm, that same arm, and you know a couple other miscellaneous random little injuries here and there. So I'm glad you're doing well. Glad you're doing well. Thank you. I appreciate that. I can tell you this: the Pacers are going to do well as well. Not to the tune of 48 wins. They're not. We'll see. I have faith. I have faith. This is my this is my hot take. So, it's just it's just a little ambitious. Upper forties, just a bit. It's my it's my hot take. Do you think they'll finish with uh, more wins than the Celtics? Hmm. Yeah, I do. Okay. Huh. I mean, I'll take the Celtics if you want to do that. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that I want that. I think, the Pacers, <laughs> I think the Pacers are better than the Celtics. I, I really do. I might agree with you, actually. Someone get Josh a Pacers shirt. Yeah, I'd, I'd wear it. I like the Pacers. Outside of the Thunder, they're probably my favorite team. Yeah, come up to Indy. We'll go to a game together. Yes, sir. I'm down. I'm completely down. You buy the tickets, I'll meet you there. Ah, uh, well, I can using our code FDSPOD on SeatGeek. Oh, really? Yep. All right, All right. Enough, enough time spent on the Pacers. Let's get to the really good team of the East, the team everybody wants to talk about, Miami Heat. The over-under is currently set at 43.5. I'm just going to go ahead and say you can put a lock on this one. They're going over. Um, ah. <laughs> God, this one's really hard. I feel like they were spot on on this one. I feel like 40 wins is doable, you know, 40, 44, 45 might be pushing it, but I feel like they can do it. Love Bam. Love Bam. Love Jimmy Butler. Love Tyler Hero. I mean, dude's been killing it in preseason. I mean, might even make a push for rookie of the year outside of Zion. Um, not a fan of Justice Winslow. Never have been, never will be. I mean... I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under I'm gonna take a slide under. I don't I love Bam I love I love Tyler I love Jimmy, but really outside of that there's not much I like. Goran Dragic is all right. Dion Waiters I mean trade that guy for a washing machine if you wanted to. No. Uh, no Dion Waiters has shown signs of life. What are you talking about? Huh? I don't know. Are you talking about his, like, rookie sophomore game? What do you mean? He averaged 12 points a game last year. Good for him. Good for him. I mean, I don't I like, like, a washing machine. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd much rather have a new washing machine than Dirk. I would, too. Dirk, Dirk, I Dion Waiter's on my team. He's yep. terrible. No, wait, what? No, he's not. I agree with you, Chad. Not a big Dion Waiter's fan. I don't think he's terrible, but I don't think he's any more than a bench player. I'd rather have my clothes cleaned spotless than to have Dion Waiters sabotaging my team every game. I'm on that washing machine grind. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm taking the under. Slide under. Maybe, maybe, maybe 40 wins. Maybe 40. I don't like this team either. Give me the under all day. Tyler here. Tyler Hero, I will grant you, has the potential to explode onto the scene, but I think Bam a, does too. Yeah, yeah, Bam will have a good breakout season. Not a big Kelly Olynyk guy. Ooh, Myers Leonard. <laughs> Udonis Haslam. <laughs> yeah, this uh, is this is not happening for me. Jimmy Butler seems like a horrible dude off the court in the locker room. Saw yeah. that in Philly. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. it. Smells fishy. They won 39 last year. They won 39 games last year. And then yet they go and add Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler. Ever heard of him? Ever heard of him? And what do they lose? Yeah. What do they lose? Josh Richardson? Yeah, they did. That sounds like... That sounds like Richardson. I do. I like Josh Richardson too. I hope you out here. I just like. I just like Jimmy Butler. It's just a just a wee bit more. 
Yeah. I'll help you out here. They also help their case by getting rid of Whiteside. Oh yeah, definitely. So that was that was that was a good move. Free up some of that cap space, let Bam develop. Good move. Yeah, so I would hope they could add at least five wins by the fact that they added Jimmy Butler. That's just me though. That's just me though. You guys do you. Well, I don't I'm not I'm not saying this is gonna be a huge under. I'm saying this is gonna be a little slight under. I think they potentially could get forty four wins, but I'd I feel more comfortable saying, you know, 40 to 42. Oh, so you're going to put some money on that. <laughs> no, I don't want to put money on it. <laughs> all right, all right. Now, do you want to put money on it? I'll put money on the over. I'm putting money on the over all day. All right, how much you want to put on it? I'll I'll put uh, five bucks on it. Five bucks. All right, deal. I'll do it. I'll do that. Hey, bet. Down in South Beach, it's about to be winter time this year because they're not going to be good. They're going to be cold. Indeed. <laughs> Devin's face. Psych. <laughs> but going up to where it's actually winter, the Milwaukee Bucks, kind of an ambitious line at 56 and a half. I can tell you right now I'm taking the under just because I do not, I do not like Giannis's supporting cast. I mean, clearly Giannis can, has the ability to just take over and win games by himself when he wants to. But that's just one injury away from from a complete disaster, given the lack of talent on the rest of the roster. But I'm going under on 56. That's just too high. Yeah, this reminds me of a LeBron in Cleveland situation after coming back from the Heat. You know, post Kyrie, when it's just LeBron, you know, you might have one other person. You know, Chris Middleton can be his, his Kevin Love. You know, I feel like it's kind of a similar situation. Um, Giannis can definitely carry them to the playoffs, can definitely even possibly carry them to a one seed in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be a one seed. I see them more as a two. I, I think they'll be a two seed this year. So I, I'm going to take I'm going to take an under. I feel like, you know, 50, 50 to 50, 50 to 53 wins is about where I see them landing. So I agree with the under. And they'll be fine. I'm just saying, like, they're probably a lot for a top three seed in the East, but I'm just I'm just saying like that roster outside of Giannis just is not it's not that good. Yeah, yeah, it really but, isn't. I don't I don't like it as much either. But as long as Giannis stays healthy, I'm a big Bucks guy though. Yeah. Yeah, so it's an under for me. Huh? Ooh, okay. Next up, we got the New York Knicks. Set at 27.5. I can definitely take the under right now. You just completely drain the emotions out of our audience by saying, ooh, like, oh, we're getting ready to do something fun ooh, here. And then you said ooh, a, the Knicks. Ooh, a bad team. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm taking the under. Love Julius Randle. Love him. I think he's a stud. I think he's going to be even better this year. I love Mitchell Robinson, too. I think he's going to have a breakout year. Um, I don't think R.J. Barrett's going to live up to the hype. I don't think so. Judging by preseason and summer league, you know, he seems kind of uncomfortable. But if, you know, if he can, I don't know, just become more comfortable on the court and show his confidence in his abilities, maybe he'll be solid. But I don't really see him living up to the hype. Maybe he'll be a decent starter in the league. I don't think he'll be an all-star or anything. Um, Dennis Smith Jr., Everybody, every single year, is like, oh, he's going to break out. You know, this guy has potential. No, he can just jump high. That's it. Um, yeah, so I'm taking the under. I think they'll do better than the Cavs and the Hornets. I think they'll crack 20 wins, but not 27.5. So I'm taking the under. Don't forget the GOAT Brozdakis, though. Oh, yeah. Come on. Don't forget the GOAT Kadeem <laughs> Allen. <laughs> yeah, I just... Kadeem <laughs> Allen, oh, yeah, there you go. Wayne Ellington. I just can't take the over on a team that signs three bench power forwards in one offseason. Just, just, I'm out on that. I'm out. Yeah, not to, not to mention Bobby Portis. You know, he's had like a toxic, he's had a toxic attitude in the past when he was on the Bulls. You know, brings that to New York. You're already a bad team. Add a toxic player to that bad team. It's just going to make you worse. Chemistry is going to be all over the place. I don't know. Definitely under. Is Mitchell yeah, Robinson their starting center? Mm-hmm. 
I like I'll... that though. I like that. I really like Mitchell Robinson. I'm a big uh, Mitchell Robinson guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good last year. He's good last year. Yeah. Y'all have fun with that. I think he's um, gonna break out. I think I I I love that. What do you have against Mitchell Robinson? He was like the only good thing that the Knicks had yeah. going for him. He was a steal in the draft too. Uh he's uh, he's from Pensacola, Florida. He's seven foot. Uh, yeah, I have guy. I got. I got nothing. Do you have something against Pensacola or something? No, I was. I, I just didn't know what to say about. He was like <laughs> a, He was like a top ten recruit out of high school, and he just skipped D one basically. So people you know were how he was. about players that do that. I mean, what they post twenty two PERs. Yeah. So despite Mitchell Robinson, uh, I'm still gonna go under. Don't see him getting to 28 wins. I mean, having four power forwards is great and all, but it's hard to play them all at the same time. I do like Alfred Payton. I, I'm a big Alfred Payton guy this year. Got him on my fantasy team. Think he could be think he'd be a nice stat sheet stat sheet stuffer. Post some triple doubles, you know. He gets some good garbage time. I like that. I like that. You know, I want to I want to make a little, little take right now. I think uh, Mitchell Robinson this year. Is uh, going to be a candidate for most improved player? Uh, he will not. But that's a that's a good that's a good good guess. <laughs> you don't think so? I don't think he'll win it just because the Knicks are bad. But I think he'll be a candidate. I feel like he was like too good last year, though. I mean, he only averaged seven and six. But like, I feel like he got some respect last year. He did get respect, but he can. He's going to get so many more minutes this year. He's going to get like twenty-eight minutes a game, thirty minutes a game. Like he's. He could really improve this year, so. He was an all-rookie last year, wasn't he? Yeah. So I see him as a, I see him as a most improved player candidate. I don't think it went, but. I'll tell you who has to improve is Kevin Knox. Oh, love indeed. My, love my Kentucky boys. The dude's got so much potential still. He's just got to be more efficient, make better decisions. He showed upside at times last year, but he's just got to, yeah, he's got to get the consistency down. And moving on to a nifty little team down in Orlando. Uh, Disney World's located in Orlando, the magical, most magical place on Earth. Uh, hence named the team Magic. That's where that comes from. Is that right, actually where it comes from, or are you just saying that? I just made that up. So. All right, sounds good. Uh, Over-under is set at 40 and a half wins. Got a seven seed last year in the playoffs, surprisingly. And we got a news alert from Josh over there. Sorry, my phone just started going off. Mm -hmm. We heard that. We heard that. (laughs) It did it again. Okay, we're good. We're good. I I hit the X. Okay. Can I make a case for the over on the magic? No. Good, because I had no case for the over on the Magic. I'm going under. I think they're terrible. Last year was a fluke. DJ Augustine is not a starting point guard, but he's starting for them. They're not good. That's all I got to say. They're terrible. That's big facts. I think there's another Florida team that I like better, and that's the Heat. And I, I, I said the Heat were maybe more 40, 42 win team. But... um. Do I think the Magic can do that? No. Magic are definitely worse than the Heat. I think the Magic are like a 35-win team. Uh, Mike Vucevic, really good, all-star. Aaron Gordon, overrated, really overrated. Dude can dunk. That's great. I mean, he can spread the floor a little bit, but he has not shown the potential that I think that Orlando Magic fans need to see. Um, Yeah, no, I just – maybe – you know, Evan Fournier, he's been consistent. I like him. Jonathan Isaac, he could he could pop off this year. But I just don't think it's all there. I don't think they can get 40 wins. You're insane. Chad said the same thing. Thank yeah. you very much. And the best thing Mo Bamba's got for him is that song. <laughs> right, right. So. Okay, that's valid. Mo Bamba, Mo Bamba is trash. Yeah. Not the song, the player. Ooh, maybe Marco Foltz? Is he gonna? Is he gonna play? Is he gonna learn how to shoot a free throw like I did back in second grade? Is he good on that now? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Glad to see they still have Michael Carter Williams, though. I remember when uh, MCW was a rookie. Everybody thought he was gonna be incredible, but um, 
Big bust. Yeah, I want to make a case for the over a quick though. I don't know how like you guys were really dismissive of a forty-two win team that uh, only got better in free agency. Like, what am I missing here? They were able to retain Ross and Vucevic, and then they signed Aminu, a thirty-four percent three-point shooter, nine and seven consistent wing, veteran that they need. I mean, Jonathan Isaac should. Make another leap this year. He I agree with that. I agree last with that. Year. I think Aaron Gordon is very serviceable and coming into his own. So, I mean, anything you get from Fultz is a plus. Fournier is hot hand scorer. It's a putrid East. They just need to go 500. I see him as a, as a playoff team. And, uh, of course, getting 41 wins. Oh, or more. Ooh. Or more. Ooh. They could make the playoffs with 39 wins. Yeah, I agree. I think they could. They don't have to get 40 to get make the playoffs. I do think Jonathan Isaac will uh, break out a little bit more this year. I'm looking for that for the Magic. And if that happens, you know, they could they could potentially reach it. But I'm you know I'm still sticking with the under. But I do like Jonathan Isaac and I like Evan Fournier and I like Busevich. But outside of that, not not a big fan. All right, so. Uh, Moving on from the Magic, ooh, I like this one. The 76ers set at 54 and a half. What are, what are you guys thinking? I'm thinking a really strong over. Yes, sir. That's what I was thinking. I think they're my favorite team in the favorite team in the East. Probably yes, the lock, for, or well, maybe not a lock, but a very strong case for the number one seed. And I don't, I don't see 55 being unobtainable at all. This is the team I'm picking to win the finals this year. I love win this Win the team. finals. Win the finals, yep. Win win the finals. Win the finals. I'm taking the 76ers, yep. Not Big the fans. East. Oh. I was going to take them to win the East, but, you know, the finals, that's a bit ambitious. A bit? Really? You think, you think it's ambitious? I don't think it is. I think they could definitely do it. How about... What? How a team from the East is winning. Come on. Come on. Dude. The Raptors just won. What are you talking about? We're, yeah, exactly. The, the last year's Raptors with Kawhi Leonard won, yeah. They yeah, played the Warriors with Simmons, two players Josh, that got hurt. Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Al Horford, Joel Embiid. Come on. Okay, but the West is better. And we just forget Tobias Harris? Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris, too. Yes. All like I've heard from Tobias so Harris solid. is overpaid. No. To, what? You're stupid. You are dumb. Oh, my God. God, oh, dumbest oh thing my. you said on the pod. This man put up twenty and eight a game last year on a stacked team at that. I was shooting forty percent from three. What on a stacked team? <laughs> on a what team? On a stacked team. Didn't he get traded for like two first? Nothing. He got traded for nothing. Like and dude popped off. Oh my god. Wait, what? I love love this team. Nothing. What? We get traded. Well, it's not nothing, but you know. No, the Clippers traded them to the 76ers for the Miami Heat 2021 first and another first rounder, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not nothing, but that is not know. nothing. That's a nice haul. That is a nice haul, but also getting Tobias Harris is a nice haul. Fifty-four and a half over. Yeah. Easy Fine. over. <laughs> Easy over. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, okay. Philadelphia about to bring home a 2020 championship. Let me tell you. Actually, the biggest thing that I can see holding them back is Brett Brown. They're Brown. not well coached at all. Joel Embiid, someone just tell him to stay under the basket. Like, why is he on the perimeter half the possessions? Come on. He's not going to need to be to. He's not going to have to be there anymore. You know, they got Al Hortford, Tobias Harris. They can spread the floor. And depending on, like, what they do with their starting lineup, you know, they could potentially bring Horford or Harris or even Richard. No, they wouldn't bring Richard. They could probably bring either Horace or, uh, wait, what? Did I just say Horace? Yeah, you did. <laughs> they, can either bring Harris. They, can, yeah. they can either bring uh, Horford or Harris off the bench and have a nice six-man, or they can start them both. But I'd, they're, they're great. I, I like this team a lot. Yeah. All right, well... Moving on from the 76ers, it looks like we're going to go to the Toronto Raptors, who are set at 46 and a half. What are we thinking there? 
I'm thinking an over. Is that your hot take? Uh, it's a pretty normal sizzling, take. Sizzling take. Really? You think so? I mean, I feel- they lost Kawhi, but they're still the same team other than that. Yeah. Love, love, love Spicy P. Big Spicy P guy. Oh, he just got a max extension. Mm-hmm. There you go. But yeah, they they won 59 games, and Kawhi even, you know, took time off. I mean, they resigned a lot of their players to extensions. I I think they'll be fine. That's, that's a 13-win difference. I'm pretty sure they can get 46 and a half. I think Kawhi was a big difference maker. Um, I'm going to take a slide under. Very slight. I don't think they're going to get 47 wins. I think they'll get 43, 44 maybe. I think Spicy P is going to do good. I don't – I don't know. I, I like Kyle Lowry. I like Fred Van Fleet, Ibaka, Gasol. They have pieces, but they just don't have that that real, like, cornerstone. I don't know. I just, I just feel like they're going to be a slight under. I feel like they'll be good. They'll be a, definitely be a playoff team, but just slide under. Devin, you should save that clip. He said he liked Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he already know. That's why Kyle Lowry's getting signed $30 million a year. Yes, sir. I don't like him that much, but. <laughs> this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Because I could see a scenario where they don't miss they don't miss a beat. They were 17-5 and five last year without Kawhi, so, like, even then they were still a formidable team even without Kawhi uh, for most of the regular season. I mean, they did lose Danny Green, which was a nice piece off the bench that provided some shooting and some scoring. And but I and I could, see this is tough because I could see a world where they start trading pieces and just kind of tear this down. Kyle Lowry's on that one-year uh, extension, so he'll be an expiring. And then Marcus Gasol, also on a contract that's nearly expiring. I think he's expiring, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, could be a nice some nice pieces for some playoff contenders. But I think just the culture is going to be too – it's going to be enough, and I kind of, I think I'll take a slide over. I'm sticking with my slide under. I'm not confident. I'm not confident at all. All right, well, last we got the last team in the East, Washington Wizards, and they're set at 27 and a half. Huh? They're set at 27 and a half, Chad. Oh, that's what you said. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was too busy – Double taking at that line that it's that high. No, I'm taking the under. I'm, no, oh, no okay. I, I'm taking okay. the under. I'm shaking, shaking my head at the at the uh, line. I'm taking the under. Love Bradley Beal, but my God, outside of that, they have <laughs> literally nothing. I mean, their next best player is a rookie. But they got Davis Bertons. <laughs> When you have two last names as your first name, that's when you know you have Oh, a but they have Ish Smith. I like Thomas Bryant. I think he could he could be solid. Like he'll be like super special or anything, but I think he can be a, maybe a decent decent player to have alongside Bradley Beal. But um Rui, you know, if Rui does something good, you know, he could he could be decent. Uh, yeah, they just suck. That's an easy team? under. What is it? <laughs> It's Bradley Beal and Bradley Beal and his buddies. His buddies. Just, it's like I think Bradley Beal just kind of like went to like a rec center in in Washington, just started hand picking out players and like, hey, you want to come play for the Wizards with me? All right, sweet, let's go. So seems seems pretty accurate. Someone give me scoop on John Wall's future. Uh, he picks up that player option. Absolutely. Can, yeah. That there's there are two things that are guaranteed. He picks that up, and Nicholas Batum picks up his, <laughs> and Chris Paul picks up his in a couple years. Oh yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I love yeah. John Wall, but don't slip in your bathroom. That is a forty-seven million player option, and his contract includes a fifteen percent at trade kicker. Good luck, good luck to the Washington Wizards. Hopefully 2024 is their year. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're all going to go under here. Yep. Yep. Alright, sounds good to me. Alright, and to close up the Eastern Conference preview, 
We're going to finish it up with some locks. Whoever wants to go first, you have the floor. I'm taking Philadelphia's over. Big 76ers ah. guy this year. I'm locking that in. I think they're going to get I think they're going to get uh, over 55 wins. I think they could get 60 wins. I think this team is going to be really solid and I think that they can go be a one seed in the Eastern Conference, potentially bring home a championship to Philadelphia. So that's my lock is the over for Philadelphia. Yeah, I went I went ahead and gave mine throughout throughout the discussion, but I I gave out two. I gave out the 76ers over as well. I'm I'm all in on Joe. I'm all in on that one with Josh. And then I I've been dabbing a little bit on Josh with my second lock, the Miami Heat over 43 and a half. Go ahead and write that one down. You can go ahead and cash that ticket. Josh, if you want to bring me that $5 bill. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and make my second lock for the under for the Heat. So, uh, Ooh. $5 coming my way. Not out of my pocket, Yank. All right, I got three locks for you guys. Make it a triple-tastic with the Sixers going over. Yes, sir. And then I'm also going to go under on the Bucks 56 and a half. I'm going to make mm-hmm. that a lock. And then my third one, sorry, Josh, I'm going to lock the under 47 and a half for the Pacers. You're done. Locking it. You know, you know, yeah, you know, give me a second lock. Lock I, over the Pacers. Hot take, write it down. Lock for the over for the Pacers. It is written down. Put that down, lock it, throw the key away. Well, speaking of uh, Pacers, I think, you know, I've talked about them a lot this episode. Uh, I've really shown an interest in them, and I think I'm going to give me a give me a ticket to a game or two this season. Go over to Indy and uh, see my Pacers play, see them get that over for this season. Um, and actually, you know, actually, you know, I was I was sitting down the other day. I was just like, oh my god, I was just looking through, you know, all these places, looking at tickets. They were all just all over the place junk, garbage, they were out of order. I was just like, this is just too difficult, too difficult. Went to bed, had this dream, like this weird dream about an app, just an app. I, I, I didn't I didn't know it existed. I know it, and I dreamed of it, like this app where you could collectively bring all of these ticket companies into one place, have them set out really nicely, ordered fashion, Show you what seats are best, what seats are worse, what deals are best, what deals are worse. Woke up that morning and oh my god, I found it. It was SeatGeek, and I downloaded that app. And I, I, I gotta say, I spent days on it. I could not get off my phone because I was just too busy on SeatGeek, scrolling through, looking at this incredible app with incredible deals, and everything is just flawless. But yeah, just download it. You know, if you want a ticket for concerts, sporting events, you know, you can go on there. It shows you. A scale from 1 to 10 based on the seat, you know, being good or bad, it shows you a picture of where the seat is. And then all you do is it add to cart, scroll down where it says a little promo code, and you type in FTSPOD, which uh, <laughs> happens to be the podcast I'm currently talking on. And uh, put that in, you get 20 whole dollars off your first purchase. I mean, that's just quite a deal. So I'm going to I'm gonna make sure I use that and go see the Pacers. So use code FTSPOD. And that concludes another episode of the From the Sidelines podcast. Special thanks to Noah Tyree for showing up and giving us some great over-under picks for the Eastern Conference. Uh, if you want to if you want to write us a message about Noah saying how much you loved his picks or how much you missed him this episode, feel free to shoot us a message on our Instagram or Twitter at the FTS Pod, or send us an email to theftspod at gmail.com. Or if you if, if you ever want to check out the new website, you can go from the sidelines podcast.godaddysites.com. You can go to the contact us page, write us a little message, say, Noah's the worst podcaster ever. He didn't even <laughs> show up for the NBA over unders. Like what kind what what like what, what is all that? Yeah, I don't know. We'll get back to you though. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you have a lock for your over unders, feel free to send us a message. Bye, have a great time. Bye, have a great time. <laughs> <laughs>